you're listening to The Ashley Lachlan Show. I'm Ashley, and I'm here to help you build a wildly successful and profitable business on social media. I created my own rags to riches story and built a seven-figure business on social media in the midst of motherhood, and my passion is helping other female entrepreneurs do the same. I'm sharing my best marketing, mindset, and sales strategies to help you love the process and scale your business to six figures and beyond. Let's dive in. Hello and welcome to this episode. I am going to talk all things content, what is happening, what is trending, and some tips for you right now in January of 2023. As we know, social media changes very frequently, so if you're listening to this months later, things might be different, things might be the same. Who knows? We shall see. But I actually got out of the bathtub to record this. So I, every night, take a bath after my children go to sleep. It's my way to decompress. And it's usually where I get my best ideas. And I was sitting there reflecting on the day and was like, oh my gosh, I need to turn this into a podcast. And so I got out of the bathtub just to record this podcast. So I mean, the the motivation here, like I am fired up and ready for this. So I hope that you are excited. So as I said, I was reflecting on the day. I had three one-on-one calls with clients today and I kept hearing the same thing from all of them. And then one conversation really got me fired up. And so these are the things I want to talk about. First off is if you've been feeling like engagement is down, views are down, reach is down, and you're showing up, you've been posting and creating really great content and even putting out content that typically performs really well, but over the past month, the end of 2022, it just wasn't doing its thing. You felt like you were, quote, this is literally what everyone said to me today, talking to no one, or your content was reaching no one. You are not alone. And it's common for that to happen at the end of the year during the holidays. People are really busy, so they're not spending as much time on social media. And some people intentionally take time off because there's just a lot of stress at that time of year. And some people really just need to disconnect from social media because one, there's a lot of comparison. Two, it just adds a lot of extra stress in their lives, Um, being online, creating content, consuming content. And there's a lot of ads. You're competing with companies who are spending a lot of money on ads to get in front of you during that time. So if you feel like, oh my gosh, I've been creating content and it's just not working, that is typical for that time of year. Now it's January. I want you to approach social media with a renewed energy and know that people are back online. They're looking for new solutions, right? They all have their resolutions or the things they want to focus on this year and you can be that person. So do not give up. Start showing up and start showing up with that passion and enthusiasm again. Find your joy in your content. You need to be your biggest fan. You need to be your favorite person on the internet. You have to love your content. So yes, it's important to post for your ideal client. And you may have heard, you know, it's not about posting what you want to post that day. It's about posting what your ideal client needs to hear or see that day. And while that is very true, 
you still have to be posting what you are passionate about, what you are excited about. Because if you aren't connected to your content, if it's not clicking for you, it's not going to click for anyone else. And if you aren't excited to show up and to create your content and share your message, you're not going to be consistent with it. If you're forcing yourself to be in a certain niche or you're forcing yourself to show up in a certain way that's really not true to who you are or what you love talking about, you're not going to be able to stick with it. And people are going to sense that you're, you know, it's robotic, that your energy and your passion isn't behind it. And they're not going to be compelled to work with you, to follow you, to engage with you, to buy from you. So it's really important to one, find joy in your content, be your own biggest fan. So that was one conversation I literally had with three different people today. So I wanted to address that because I know that if three people are are struggling with this, I know that many more are. The second thing I want to talk about is from a conversation I had with one of my clients and she said she had talked with another coach and this coach said, you know, you need to be selling in the DMs content doesn't work anymore. Launches don't work anymore. You need to be building relationships and booking these free sales calls and then pitching your offer at the end and hoping that they're going to buy. And that works for some people for sure. But you know, if you've been following me for any amount of time, that that is not my style at all. I absolutely loathe DMs and sales calls. Like totally not my vibe, have never, has never been my vibe, will never be my vibe. I don't like doing that. I don't like being sold to in that way when I get a DM from somebody asking me to buy something or book something. It's like, okay, I feel really pressured and I don't know how to say no and I feel bad for saying no. So how do I avoid them or how do I figure out an excuse? And it just makes me feel really awkward and I don't like that. I like when I see someone's content, I am activated by it, I am inspired, I'm intrigued, and I want to, I just naturally want to take action based on what I've seen from them, what I've read, what I've, you know, the energy that I feel from them, and I just want to buy, just want the link right then and there, let me go to the link, let me buy it, let me slide in under the radar, not make a big scene or anything, I don't need you to like shout me out, like just let me in and learn. So you have to figure out how you like to be sold to. And if you are like me and you don't like people pressuring you in the DMs or on sales calls, then why do you think you need to be doing that to other people? If you like that, if you like to be sold in that way, that's totally fine. Then you can go and sell in that way. But a lot of the women that I work with, a lot of my listeners, a lot of my followers, a lot of my clients are just like me. And they're like, I don't like that at all. I don't like to be sold to in the DMs. And I don't want to sell to people on in the DMs or on sales calls. I want content to be my main income driver. And so with that being said, I want you to realize that there are two, in my mind, some people might disagree with this, but there are two ways to really run a business nowadays. There's like two schools of thought. One is the DMs. You can close in the DMs, reach out to people in the DMs, have conversations in the DMs. Some people love that. It's all behind the scenes. They don't have to create content. They're just doing it all, having conversations with people behind the scenes and on calls. That's one school. And then the other school is the way I do it, where where I create content 
I create a lot of content. So I post frequently, frequently being like typically every day, sometimes multiple times a day. I have this podcast. I have a Facebook community. I have like webinars and trainings that I do. So I create a lot of content and my content reaches people and naturally gets them to buy from me. So you can absolutely do both. You can 100% create content and have conversations in the DMs, close in the DMs, do sales calls, all the things. But if you only want to do one, you need to make sure that you're doing that one. So if you choose the DMs, you have to show up and be in your DMs consistently. If you don't want to do that and you're like me and you want to focus on content, then you have to be consistently posting content because that is going to be your income and business driver. So you can't be inconsistent with content. But I want you to know that creating content, doing live launches still works. It still works. It still converts. You can attract the right people and get them to buy from you. And so I in this podcast episode, I'm going to share with you some current trends, some current tips on how to create content, what to be focusing on in order to attract the right people and to get them to buy from you. Before we get into that, I do want to mention that I have a free training that I would love for you to watch if you haven't already. It is how to build a profitable online course In 2023, it's all about making more money, adding more income, right? We all know that inflation is here. Prices are ridiculous. And if you could create something once and have money coming in every day from that, I mean, it's a no brainer. Why wouldn't you? It's you work once and then it's passive income. And I teach all of this. I break it down in my free training. So you can find the link in the show notes you can register and watch it immediately or you can register and then you'll get the link and you'll be able to watch it in the evening when you are in the bathtub having some wine. But you can relax and learn how to come up with a really profitable topic. Even if you think you have nothing to teach, I will help you figure something out, how to build the right audience and then how to sell it. So if you're listening to this, chances are you like to make money, you're in business, you want to have a business, you want to grow. So take some time. It's about an hour to watch that. Now let's get into the content tips. As we know, trends on social media are constantly evolving. I just celebrated my eighth year as a business owner and I was thinking back to all of the different stages over the years. When I first started, it was all about making your social media look like a scrapbook, like It was images that had text on them and like stickers and all kinds of crap, like photoshopping your face onto things. Really, really cringe now. And then we went into this phase of everything has to be beautiful and aesthetically pleasing. It needs to look like a magazine if you want to grow. Then we got into like the reels trend of the lip syncing and hopping on all of these, you know, trends where you have to point to text bubbles and dance and make a fool of yourself. And now that has passed, thank God, and there's a new trend in town, and I'm really excited. It's all about documenting instead of creating, and I think that it makes content creation easier than it's ever, ever been before. So if you are somebody who struggles with content creation, like this is your biggest blessing. It is 
it's a great time to be alive. It's a great time to be on social media and to create because you just have to document your life. And I'm going to explain this more. Now, you might think, and when I say document, a lot of people think of stories where you have to constantly be all day documenting your life. And when I was big into health and fitness coaching and network marketing, this was the thing. Like you had to document everything from the moment you woke up to the moment you went to sleep and kind of show what you were eating and your workouts and what you were doing. And I got really burnt out. This was one of the reasons why I really pivoted and I didn't want my body to be my business anymore. I really wanted like my brain and my business savvy to become my business. And I didn't want to have to show up on social media 24 fucking seven, excuse my language. And I pivoted. I stopped sharing as much of my, my life. And I still do share some of my personal life for sure. My audience still loves seeing that because they're my OGs. They've been with me for eight years now. Like they've seen the whole evolution. They still want to see my life, but I don't share as much as I used to. And I actually am recording this on Monday and I took off. I didn't do anything on social media, like not a story, not a post, didn't watch any stories, didn't look at any posts, literally didn't even open my app. Um, social media apps, maybe, maybe TikTok. I like to go on TikTok for entertainment purposes. It's like also how I decompress is I think TikTok is really funny. Um, whereas my Instagram is more business and like competitors. And when I go on Instagram, I tend to feel stressed because I'm seeing all these people post about business and I'm like, I'm taking off and here they are posting at like 7 a.m. on a Saturday and should I be posting at 7 a.m. on a Saturday? So full transparency here is that like I still suffer with that, um, you know, with comparison and with thinking like they're doing this, I should be doing this. So you also have to, I'm going off on a tangent, really look at how you approach social media and how social media makes you feel. So for me, when I go on Facebook, my Facebook personal page is all people that I am friends with in real life. I've known them at some point in my life and I really love going on Facebook and seeing their updates. Instagram, as I just said, stresses me out. It's really a I've curated it to be like all kind of business owners and competitors. So when I go on there, I'm like, ah, I'm behind. I suck. I should be making more. I should be doing more. They're posting. She posted six times today. I only posted once. So it's not really a fun place for me. I don't go on Instagram for fun. I go on Instagram for business. TikTok is where I go for fun and laughter for just like mindless scrolling whenever I'm in a bad mood. I go on TikTok because I always see things that are one, really relatable and two, really freaking funny. So think about social media platforms, how each one makes you feel and what your purpose is and be intentional. I will often, if I'm on an app like scrolling, I'll be like, how is this making me feel? Is this making me feel happy or is this making me feel stressed and comparing myself to someone else? And if it's making me happy, then I'll keep on it. If it's not making me feel good, then I get off of it. But as I was saying, with stories and how I used to approach social media, it was post, post, post all the time. I didn't want people to forget about me. I couldn't take a day off. 
And this weekend, I took Friday, Saturday, and Sunday completely off of social media. It was my son's birthday. And then we de-decorated the house and deep cleaned and organized. And, and I just felt really great living life off my phone. And I felt no pressure at, at any point to be like, I need to be online. I need to be posting. People are going to forget about me. I didn't post today. Oh my gosh, it's been three days. I was just like, whatever. When I get back onto it, I'll get back onto it. And I talk about this. I do teach this in my mini course, 100 Days of Stories. So if you are struggling with stories, I really teach you. You have you get a video training where I really give you my ninja hacks for stories and some real talk on how to approach stories where in a way that really protects your mental health and in a way that's fun. And I also give you 100 days of CTAs, prompts, talking points, all these things to build the no like trust factor to generate leads to make sales. So I will also link those, that mini course in the show notes for you if you are interested in stories. But my point is, when I say document, not create, I don't mean you need to document every moment of your life every single fucking day. Like that vibe, that's over. That, that moment has passed. You know, we're now in 2023 and it's about having boundaries and working smarter and not being a slave to social media. So the trend right now is vlogs and B-roll of you doing something and having text on the video. So what that means is instead of you sitting down being like, what the fuck am I going to create? What, what, how am I going to spend 15 minutes practicing and, and trying to nail this four second lip sync. And when I hit the timer, the audio actually starts before the timer ends. You know, it's like a three second countdown. But if you wait until the three seconds are over to start, you're actually off because the audio already started. I mean, does anybody wonder like why this happens? Like it's so frustrating. So anyway, you'll notice I don't do those anymore. Like I am over. My husband actually yesterday was like, why don't you do lip syncs anymore? I was like, because they're fucking horrible and annoying and I refuse to do them. And honestly, you don't need to anymore because the new trend is, as I said, documenting. So what this means is you can take your phone and set it, prop it up against random things and just record yourself going about your day, doing things in your real life. And then you take that footage and you chop it all up and you repurpose it. So for the vlogs, what's really popular right now is like a day in the life of an entrepreneur, a day in the life of a spiritual coach, a day in the life of a dietitian, you know, whatever you are. I have been doing my realistic morning routine as a mompreneur and mom of four, and those have been super popular. And I show the real life chaos. It's really about being real. I think this is what's so important is we're past this phase where like everything has to be beautiful and curated. And you can just show up as yourself and you can really show what your life is really like. So I will show like my house being a mess, my kids fighting, them jumping on me, me trying to do something and them harassing me because my ideal client is a woman who is going to understand that struggle and be like, oh my gosh, like if she can do that and all that chaos, so can I. So do not feel like you have to have a beautifully perfect perfectly clean, aesthetically pleasing home. You know, that's just not the case anymore. Like really just be real, show your life, show what it looks like. Nobody's going to judge you. 
There is a woman on TikTok, Cecily Bachman. I'm not sure. I think that's her name. I know it's Cecily's her first name. And I found her when she was doing a video of her minivan. And she said, I have four kids and I'm about to clean out my minivan. I'm going to show you what it really like looks like. And in this bag is going to be garbage. And in this bag is going to be stuff to save that's just been in my minivan. And she had two huge full garbage bags at the end of this video. The video was amazing. It was exactly what my minivan looks like. And up until then, I had had so much anxiety about how my minivan was such a mess. I saw this TikTok and I was like, this is my woman. Like, like, oh my gosh, there are other people. And she blew up. I mean, she blew up on TikTok and she's always sharing vlogs and stuff like that. Um, But I was like, I have so much respect for her and I just feel like I'm normal. And so what you want to think of is how, you know, what is it that I have been hiding that I'm embarrassed of, that I'm ashamed of? How can I share that and let other people know that they're not alone? That is how you build so much trust. And along with that is getting spicy, Um, you know, not sexually, like please keep it PG. I'm just kidding, unless you're like a sexuality coach or relationship coach, one of those things. But I mean, what is it that you are thinking and you want to say, but you feel like if you say it, people will get mad They'll judge you. They'll unfollow you. They'll disagree with you. You might get comments um, from people who disagree saying like, no, that's that's not how it is. Whatever you are thinking and you're afraid to say is what you need to say because vanilla just isn't cutting it anymore. There are so many people on social media. There's a lot of white noise and you don't want to blend in. You want to stand out. So you want to kind of agitate people. You want people to be like, oh my gosh, that's exactly what I was thinking. I'm so happy she had the balls to say it. What will happen is if you post something that is a little controversial, a little spicy, it's going to get people heated up. There's also going to be people who are going to borrow that courage from you. And they're going to be like, oh my gosh, this is exactly what I've been thinking but I haven't been brave enough to share it or I wasn't able to put it into my own words. I haven't been able to articulate it. And they're going to borrow your courage and borrow your genius and they're going to share your post. And then that post is going to get more reach and then you are going to naturally get more viewers and potential followers. If you are vanilla, that's not going to happen. Nobody is going to be inspired or motivated or activated No one's going to share your stuff. So it's about being real so that people are like, oh my gosh, there's someone else like me. Oh my gosh, this like this person gets me. I'm not alone. And it's about being spicy and controversial so that the right people are like, yes, oh my gosh, she's been saying what I've been thinking. This is my person. And the others are kind of like, okay, that's not my person. You definitely want to be polarizing. You want to push the wrong people away and you want to have your own tribe of people who love you and are lifers and want to follow you and buy from you and be in your world. So the two types of content I just mentioned, one was the vlogs. So you can easily just document any part of your day and share that. Whatever you think your ideal client would appreciate seeing and connect with, it could be your morning routine, your afternoon, your evening routine, come on coaching calls with me, Um, come with me as I plan my content. You know, there's so many options. The other thing I mentioned was B-roll. B-roll is when you are just filming something 
and you know you could be going for a walk and just filming what you see or filming yourself walking you could set your camera up your phone up in your kitchen and just have it record you going to the fridge getting food out cutting it up putting in a bowl you know whatever all of that is b-roll every part of your life could be b-roll so if you get into the habit of just setting your phone up and recording yourself you now have so much footage that you can then repurpose in so many ways so one you could use that footage to make a vlog or you could just take 15 30 seconds of it whatever you want take it out take a little clip of it I personally like to use the app InShot it's free you could also cut clips in Instagram reels now which is really exciting they've come a long way there's a lot of different things you can do and how you can edit in there now Um, but take a you know, 15-ish second clip, and then you're going to put a message on top of it. Whatever your, you know, messages, your quotes, your tips, it just goes right on the screen. And that is a really popular trend right now. Instead of pointing to text bubbles, instead of timing all of your text, it's easy to just have you have a video going in the background and then your text is just on top of it. So you're not intentionally saying, okay, I'm going to spend the next hour recording this and trying to time everything and point to bubbles and lip sync and dance. You just have video of you doing something in your real life, which is engaging. People are trying to like, one, watch what it is you're doing. And then two, they're also reading the text. So it's going to increase the watch time and how many times they actually restart it and rewatch it because they want to see what it is you're doing and what that text actually said. So B-roll videos, very popular and trendy right now. You could also then take this these videos and turn them into stories. But with that also being said, what I have found is taking things I've said in my stories, saving those stories to my camera roll, they automatically save to my camera roll, but then uploading those stories as a reel has been working really well. And it's funny, you know, when you spend hours on a reel, it doesn't do well, but then when you take a story that you've done and it automatically saved your camera roll and you're like, I'm just gonna repurpose this, I'll just post this as a reel now so it reaches more people, then it blows up and you're like, I spent literally no time on that one and it did so well. So anyway, what I mean is I will get inspired, I'll go into my stories, I'll talk about something and then I will take all of those little clips and splice them together using InShot or you can do it in Instagram Reels and then I will post that to my feed. The thing with stories is that your lifers are going to watch your stories. The people who are your ride or dyers, they love you, they show up every day, they're going to watch your stories. And yes, those are where your conversions are really going to happen. Again, the power of stories. But your reach isn't there. New people are not going to just stumble upon your stories. Like the only people who are really going to watch your stories are people who follow you already or they stumble upon your page and then they decide to watch your stories. So because they expire in 24 hours, like your your best content, if you don't save it to a highlight, is then gone. So why not repurpose it? Why not put it in your stories, save it to your camera roll, and then just put those clips together and post it as a reel? Because then it's going to reach more people. What's really important is to stop looking at every single piece of content and putting so much pressure on it. 
I see this so often. It's like this post, it has to be perfect. It has to have the right cover. It has to match, you know, my grid and it has to convert. It has to get people to opt into this or buy from me or follow me or comment or whatever. But instead, I want you to think of every single post as a puzzle piece. And your page is the picture on the front of the puzzle box. When somebody stumbles upon your page, they see the bigger picture. They see who you are, what it is you do. And then they can zoom in and they can look at each individual post, which is each individual puzzle piece. They all work together. None of them are more important than the others. And when you take that pressure off yourself of like, I have to make one really fucking great post today. And you're like, you know what? I'm just going to repurpose these stories I did. That was really good. Like I just did a little riff. I'm going to take those. I'm going to post those and I'm not going to stress about it. You'll be amazed at how well that does and how easy and effortless it feels and how excited you are to then like keep showing up because you're not then stressing over every single post. So anyway, video content where you are talking to the camera is also really powerful because then people get to hear you. They get to see you and it just builds immediate trust. So that is another trend that I would hop on. So we have vlogs, B-roll, and then you talking to the camera, delivering some short, potent tip training, etc. Now, beyond video content, carousels have made a comeback. Carousels are where you can have up to 10 slides or images in one post. And these are so great for long-form content. You know, there is a character limit in Instagram, the caption of how many characters you're allowed to have. So carousels are a great way to teach more, to provide more value. The trick is on that first slide, you want to make the text big because you want to catch people's attention. You want, if it shows up on the explore page, you want it to really stand out with big text that it's easy to read. It's easily going to catch people's attention. They're going to click on it. They're going to want to scroll through it. The second slide should really also be another hook. So your first one is a hook to get them to say, oh, I want to I want to scroll through this and see what they're saying. The second slide, here's a little tip. If you also make that a hook for them to keep sliding, to keep swiping, that works really, really well. So the algorithm does look at like how many slides somebody looks at. So if you have 10 slides in your carousel and the majority of people are only looking at the first two, that, that they, I mean, the algorithm is going to penalize you. Here's the deal. I don't really care about the algorithm. I never create anything thinking like, oh, I got to do this for the algorithm. I just create what I want to create, what feels right for me. But I do pay attention to the psychology of like getting people to keep reading, getting people hyped up. And it same goes with a caption, right? You have to have a really strong hook at the beginning to get people to want to keep reading. But carousels are really, really great ways to build trust, to provide a lot of value, to shift perspectives. And I think this is also important is it's not just about educating people. It's not just about providing how to do X, Y, Z in your content. It's really about getting them to shift their perspective. If you can get people to shift their perspective and think of things in a different way, that's how they're then going to really trust you and want to pay you and buy whatever it is you're selling. So carousels are a great way to do that. And if they're not a part of your content strategy, I would definitely bring those back. It could even be, you know, tweet images, which are also very 
still very popular, you create a tweet. So it's just a really powerful punch where it's something that's one or two lines, but that could be a carousel. You could have 10 thoughts that are tweets that all go together to create one cohesive post and one cohesive message. And lastly, anything that is just quick shareable content, tweet images where you can either go into Twitter and make a tweet and then screenshot it and that's what you post. Um, I will typically put it into Canva at least so it has the right dimensions or I've just created my own little Twitter template in Canva. So anytime I, I create one of those tweet posts, it's not really on Twitter. I'm just creating it in Canva and I make it look pretty. But those are highly shareable. If you are, for example, one of my clients is a dietitian and we were talking about content and anything that is really going to hit home for people and have them share it is important. So it could be, again, just quotes, one line statements. But for an example I gave her is you could do an image that has a picture of a cookie and on one side it says like my 2022 mindset. Oh, that cookie looks good, but no, I'm on a diet. And on the right side, it's, oh, that cookie looks good. I'm going to have one. 2023 mindset. And she's, a, you know, an intuitive eating coach of, you know, ditching the diet. So that is something that somebody who's been dieting forever and struggles with sweets of saying like, no, I can't have that. They're going to see that and they're going to say, wow, okay, that speaks to me. They're going to save it, comment, share it. So the three types of posts you really want to focus on right now are one, the video content. So whether it's a vlog or it's just B-roll with text on it or it's you talking to the camera. Carousels and then quick shareable posts. That's how you get more reach. And those shareable posts, bonus points is if it's a spicy one. Obviously people are going to share it if it's spicy, if it activates them, if it really speaks to them. They're not going to share it if it's just some vanilla boring thing that they're just like, okay, I knew this. I am not saying that you can't post pictures of yourself or, you know, of whatever, of the sunset, your dog. Of course, it depends on your niche and what you're selling. Instagram used to be all about photos and then it evolved and, you know, they came out and said, we're now a video sharing app. People were all upset about that, but... You can still do that. You can absolutely still post pictures of yourself um, or of whatever speaks to you. But the trends right now, what's popular if you are in business and you kind of want to stay with the times are those video posts, the carousels, the shareable images. With the video and, and even on posts now, Instagram allows you to use music, to add music to just a static post, which is really exciting. But for any videos, for any reels, you do want to add audio. So you can look at what's trending. So what I typically do is I will go to the reels tab and scroll through. And if you see next to the audio, the little up arrow, there's an up arrow to like the right upper hand corner next to the name of the song. That means it's trending. So I'll find a song that is trending, but not super trending. I look, when I click on it, I look at how many views, how many reels it had, how many people have used it in a reel. And I usually try to do ones that have only a few thousand uses because then you can really stand out. If you pick a trending audio that has been used in like, 
700,000 reels, you know, you're just going to blend in and people are probably tired of that, that audio by now. Um, so I try to find something that's new, that isn't overused yet, and that a lot of people haven't heard and aren't sick of. That's how I pick my audio. And I will put that audio behind my vlog or my B-roll of me doing something. Um, that is how I use trending audio instead of doing lip syncs and dancing. But again, if that's your thing, you can absolutely still do that. I'm going to wrap this episode up now. So to recap one, content is queen. A lot of people say king, but I'm all about the queen status. Content is queen and it can still attract the right people and get them to buy from you, but you have to be consistent. And it's new year. People are now back online. I want you to approach social media with a renewed energy. If you need to take a little break, like I took the, the weekend off and now I'm back and I'm like so excited to show up and create content again, take a break. Reevaluate your strategy, your purpose, your why and how you want to show up and then show up. Focus on documenting instead of creating. So just get into the habit of recording yourself doing all the things and do not worry about the mess in the background or your kids, you know, you're going to remove the audio. So the screaming's not going to be in there, but document instead of create, be real, be authentic, be spicy. Don't be vanilla, create shareable content, and then also focus on carousels in order to really add some value and some longer form content. I hope this was helpful. I hope you are walking away with some new ideas, some inspiration, some permission. I'd love for you to screenshot this episode, to tag me on Instagram, to tell me what you thought of the episode or what really hit home for you. Leave a review, share it with a friend, all of those things. That would mean so much to me. Thank you so much for listening. Good luck. I can't wait to see your content. And as always, get out there and make those money moves. Bye.